Hello, 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 great minds. It's Tuesday, and that means it's time for Drinks with Great Minds in History. So welcome to the show, everyone. Sadly, Cleopatra will be coming out next week. This was one of those five-week months, so I decided to take a moment to release some Patreon content. In fact, you're going to get two Patreon episodes this week, an episode of Cullen Chat's China on the Art of War, and the inaugural episode of Pete Chat's Portugal on the Iberian Union, which is going into its fourth out of eight parts. Colin Chats China and Pete Chats Portugal are available at the at the two and five dollar levels, uh, and are great pieces of content which I've released before. Again, I'm sorry Cleopatra won't be out this week. She'll be out next week. I'm having too much fun researching her, and I've never had this much time to do it. So I kind of am just uh, taking my time having fun writing this script. But you will get the full Cleopatra treatment in all of May. Other than that, enjoy this round of Colin Chats China and Pete Chats Portugal. Again, fantastic topics where Cullen chats with me about the rich history of China that I know next to nothing about, and I chat with Cullen about the equally rich history of Portugal, a history that most people just tend to ignore. If you enjoy these Patreon exclusives that I'm releasing to the main feed, then consider supporting the show over on the DGMH Patreon page. Their listeners can get access to all sorts of bonus content, from Washington's Words, where I look at quotes that George Washington has said and examine the kind of history behind them, or what I'm teaching episodes where I talk about what I was teaching in the classroom. Those have ended, but they're still there. Of course, you can get access to Last Call bonus episodes, pre-game content, a moment with Mr. DGMH currently on the Bourbon Reforms, and Cullen also does a moment with my high school history teacher where he talks about various history topics, another moment with Mr. DGMH on the 30 Years' War, and so much more bonus content. We hope you'll consider checking it out. Thanks for listening, and as always... But first, it's some history for you, a reason to drink for me. It's the history of the great minds that made history come to be. All right, put a little slash there. Wish it told me how long we've been recording so I could mark that down. But either way, uh, Cullen, what's the first one you want to talk about? And not that we have to stick to it 100%, but I am going to set a timer for 10 minutes so that I know when Uh, we hit 10 minutes so that we can start wrapping it up because... We will we will talk for forever, you know. Right, so, right, right. So we're going to so talk, about, talk Sun, about first Sun Tzu and the art of war. Oh, okay, Sun Tzu. I at least I love when I actually just know the term. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to the emperors and empresses that I never know. But what do you what do you got to say about Sun Tzu? So uh, Sun Tzu uh, wrote a book called The Art of War, which uh, is a it's kind of uh, interesting. Uh, treatise i guess it's all about like advice on how and when and 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 whatnot to like tactics of like what to do in in uh conducting warfare and he was a military general or strategist and uh we're talking in terms of years uh 544 bc to 496 bc so again ancient greeks you know more or less or really ancient like the age of athens maybe yeah um and um, but some people will say that he was historically maybe an uncertain figure, like, you know, that maybe his his writings were, you know, it was a pen name and a collection of different, you know, strategists who put it together. Oh, but, kind of like a, uh, like a, not a repository, but like a I can't. What am I trying to think? Like an anthology yeah, of military tactics. Part of his life is not as it wasn't written down or maybe as detailed mm-hmm. as much. 
Um, and this was during the Qin Dynasty, which was known, the, known as the Warring States period, um, which later Shi Huangdi, who we talked about, okay, the I first emperor so, yeah. of China, will rise from. Um, but it's weird. It's not even a book. It's written on bamboo strips. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, because Chinese is written top to bottom. And right. so they would write on a, like, almost think of it like a, a mat that unfolds with different sentences that okay, okay. run straight down the page. And uh, there's like 13 different chapters, and each one is devoted to a different set of skills related to warfare, you know, like how to run your supplies, sure. uh, you know, how to sneak attack, and different things like that. Um, and it's it encompasses a lot of different Chinese military stuff, like types of weapons, mm -hmm. strategy, uh, ranks, discipline, how to drill your troops. And he also stressed uh, an importance of intelligence and espionage, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, which is interesting because that's modern warfare, right? Like psyops and like you know, figuring out how to win the battle before the battle even starts. Sure, you know, is is a huge uh, aspect of modern warfare, and um, this is something that Sun Tzu, you know, basically was saying that if you if you already know your enemy, you can help guarantee the outcome that you are desiring. Sure. Which was also something. So, um, but uh, in fact, that's one of the quotes I think from Sun Tzu is know your enemy and know yourself and you can fight a thousand battles without sure. disaster is one of his quotes. So, so I, I mean, I feel like I've always wondered, is Sun Tzu's art of war more of a fan favorite today to look back at history or was it actually used by the Chinese, by other civilizations as it spread? I mean, I'm sure these, you know, great military generals of Europe even are reading this when, whenever it gets to them uh, to kind of understand it better. But I'm just wondering, like, you know, I'm going to say to answer your question, both uh, it is popular today of, yes. of my books that I loan to students. Sun Tzu's Art of War rarely comes back. Mm. You know, I'll be like, hey, don't forget, bring that book back. And, you know, like uh, invariably I replace it and rebuy yeah. it or, you know. Yeah, but like so it's borrowed a lot and my kids yeah. like to keep it sure, um sure. and then um during vietnam the Viet Cong officers were told by ho chi minh and general jap to extensively study the art of war in fact they supposedly were able to recite entire passages from memory wow uh for the uh, Viet Cong. Wow. and one of the uh employments of like a lot of the hit and run tactics and you know disappearing into the countryside uh people you know will always like oh say, the gorilla oh, the guerrilla tactics yeah. yeah they didn't fight fair they didn't you know fight a standing army well mm. they were they were supposedly inspired by the art of war and general jap who was their main leader was like look we can't go head to head against the superpower but right. we will we will tunnel. We will do whatever we need to do okay. to fight as an insurgency. So and, he kind of talked about like how, you know, how to defeat a superior foe. How do you, you know, and I know you mentioned mobilizing resources, which is so crucial. I mean, I talk about entire wars where, you know, yeah. like I don't know when this came to Europe. Do you by chance? I don't know. And you made a good point about logistics because, you know, MacArthur and uh, and Patton and, and Eisenhower, they all get the credit. But if you know your history, it was George. It was Marshall. And, mm -hmm. you know, the, who made the Marshall plan. That's oh, yeah. the guy who logistics. You oh, know, yeah. kept he was the home front. Yeah. I always teach the three fronts. Yeah. It's Eisenhower, MacArthur and Marshall. And they're like, Marshall. Right. What about Pat? Right. What about this? I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. First off, we got no. the European front, the Pacific front, and then the most important front, 
the front that makes all these work, the home front. You don't understand. Like George Marshall and, is uh, on the front. And yeah, Marshall. And, and so uh, corporations, I'm told, make it required reading in certain circles, uh, especially like uh, logistics and that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're running a company and you need to, you know, sort of understand some basic fundamentals sure. of how to keep things moving and streamlined and the chain of command. You know, um, so I thought that was interesting. I found that on the internet about corporations, you know, making oh, it using art of war to yes. treat. Yeah, yeah. and kind of talk about here. that in pregame. If any any of you listeners at the history lovers and up level are looking to up your game, we talked about that a little bit in pregame. Industry is war, though. I mean, that's a that's a big thing. At a quick glance, though, Colin, sure. I did I did peek. It looks like uh, late 18th century uh, pre-revolutionary yeah. France uh, okay. printed uh, printed the art of war. So, you know, Napoleonic France could be reading this. I, I'm not confirming that. Mm-hmm. I'm speculating. Mm-hmm. So that that's I, interesting, I, you know, because Napoleon, yeah. I could imagine him having a little book by him, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. to kind of, mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see uh, how popular it was in France. Um, might even be the way it got into Vietnam. Maybe not through China, but through French Indochina. Who even knows? Uh, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, French. Um, one, one interesting uh, tenant I, I found uh, was in war, it's best to conquer your opponent's territory entirely and intact. Meaning if you raise it to the ground, it's pointless. If you destroy yes. the country and then take it over, it's, it's pottery barn, right? You broke sure. it, you bought it, you yes. own it. And yes. then it's like, well, then that was really dumb, you know? Yes. So, and, and we see that even today with, you know, again, like smart bombs and whatnot, sure. you're taking out certain targets. You don't want to collateral damage, no, no, no. Uh, especially if you're in the, in the business of nation building, which <laughs> America tends to be, yes. um, you know, after we fight, we think we have to re- rebuild everything. Absolutely. Um, so, but no, yeah. And then uh, another uh, tenant was isolate your opponent from their allies, mm. which I, did Bismarck read this book? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and make it so that your allies just don't want to go it with, you know, go it with you anymore, you know. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then, you know, all kinds of other things like strike at vulnerable points, attack your enemy where they're least defended. That's Blitzkrieg, you know, like, you know. Absolutely. So oh, yes. I mean, it's simple military logic, but is it simple because of Sun Tzu's Art of War or is it just he was highly yeah, logical and others look at it? That's now, a great question, yeah. Zach. Did he just call out the obvious and then put it down? I mean, that's what every like, education yeah. professor does is call out the obvious, write it down and make buy a house in Florida, uh, <laughs> whereas we have to live the hell. Uh, but maybe that's kind of what it is. You know, is everybody seeing this or are they studying it the same way that, you know, we study Grant in military schools today or. Uh, nice. you know, and it's, it's interesting, uh, you know, this chicken or egg things, but I'm not sure. Um, and that's kind of like a far flung question from the initial topic of just Sun Tzu. Apparently Sherman didn't read it burning Georgia to the ground. No. Uh, well, that was strategic though. I'm sure scorched earth has its oh, own special place. No ties. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, they weren't just burning us. Uh, they were burning a civilization down. They weren't just burning crops and land infrastructure. They yes. were, yeah, they were making it impossible for the South to, to prosecute to the war. But then, the, you know, they waited at work after the war. They got their cotton. Back. Yeah. Well, I like to say we won the war. We didn't win the peace necessarily. No, uh, well, there is no peace. There's just a surrender. You know, there's no peace treaty yeah. that ends the civil war. No. But, no. So that's, that's true. Interesting. So anything else you want to say about Sun Tzu before we uh, um, move on just, to, to our next uh, China topic? 
terrain should be used to your advantage, and that seems to be obvious. Uh, use of spies and espionage are better to disrupt and demoralize the enemy. So you sow mistrust within the ranks. Yep. And there again, it's psyops, you know. Yeah. Uh, so not all fighting is physical. And but but he's saying know. this at an age long before it's common right. practice. That is right. that is worth noting. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you said mm-hmm. pre, he's in the BCE time, right? You said five five right. four. Right. Yes. Yeah, BCE, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Ancient. So. so. So yeah. So yeah. That that's pretty much it. Sun Tzu again, another Chinese, you know nugget out there that you know it still i think relates to the modern world and you know no absolutely and i mean it's such a popular piece part of me would love to read it but then part of me is like i don't want to you know i should at least read the wikipedia page you know but yeah the abridged version yeah right and that's probably most of us you know you just don't have time right um but you know like i say my kids borrow it and usually it's the one i have to keep prodding to get back Sure. But that that's very cool. That's that's awesome, though, that the kids find an interest in that. And I mean, I'm sure I have a few that would be say the same. We always cite it. And I think I have one or two quotes over two years of my IB class from it, uh, you know, just to just to get them thinking about what we're studying more. Now that I think about that, I do that because he's saying things that they're doing, you know, and, and, you know, anymore with with for me, I'm a gamer. I love strategy historical yes. based games so you know something like that's right up my alley you know like learning about you know for sure well you can use that in game i mean what is a game war is a game yeah you know, it's a yeah. strategy Absolutely. game in a way yeah yeah lives. it's logistics yeah well that's awesome well uh yeah, that's 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 gonna do it for this round of colin chats china hey we actually did the time too that's so yeah, fun yeah. woo uh not right. that we had yeah, to I get we yeah, so uh, that's going to do it for this round of Colin Chats China. Uh, history lovers, drinking buddies, great minds, historians, and patrons of the arts, thank you for listening, supporting the show, uh, and you know, enjoying this round of Colin Chats China. And cheers to you, Colin. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Zach. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers.